Welcome. This is Awareness for Everyone, an exploration of conscious reality creation, mindfulness, and employing awareness tools for optimizing your life experience. I am MJ Bleehart, writer, blogger, editor, voice artist, and 21st century philosopher. This week, I'm going to talk about living in the now. Here's the thing. The only time that is really, truly real is right here and right now. The past can neither be changed, relived, redone, undone, or otherwise altered. It has come and gone. The future, what is coming, is always going to be uncertain. Sure, there are things that you can pretty much assure will occur, and you can always make very specific plans for the future that may or may not go off exactly as you planned them. But there's no telling that they will, in fact, work as you planned. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't look ahead with consideration to where you are here and now. One of the key concepts of awareness for everyone is not so much about awareness of what's going on outside of ourselves. That's really easy. All you have to do is look around. You just have to be aware of your senses and see what's going on around you. That's still going to be colored by your experience, your biases, values, habits, beliefs, and all these other bits and pieces that make you, you. As I like to quote again and again, one of my favorite Einstein quotes, reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. What that means is how I perceive reality is not how you perceive reality, nor how anybody else does. Each of us, because we are all individual, have our own perspectives on reality. That being said, it is all too easy to get caught up in being behind or ahead and connecting things that aren't necessarily connected. What I'm talking about, I'm going to illuminate with an experience I had this week. Earlier in the week, there was a conversation going on on Twitter that I had been reading and it was skewing very negatively. And I felt it was time to throw in something a little less negative and more positive. I did. I thought twice about whether or not I should post it, but I did. And somebody responded to it. And their response I found deeply insulting. Now, part of that was because I've had some past run-ins with this person. They've done some things that I've never confronted them about that I've just watched them do and not been very happy with. And overall, we have a difference in personality and approach to the world. I wanted to react rather viscerally and angrily. And instead of not responding, which is what I should have done, I did respond. While my response was relatively innocuous, there was definitely a tone to it because what I wanted to say is not what I said. I said something slightly more tactful, but not sufficiently tactful. The end result was that that person then responded to my response in a way that was deeply insulting, condescending, and became something of a personal attack. I did not take that well because, hey, guess what? We just found one of my triggers. Various and sundry traumas of my past have come back to me and I got super, super angry. I raged. I was shaking with rage. I got so angry about this. And frankly, this colored that entire day. And then I haven't been able to completely let go of it. 
This is not living in the now in any way, shape, or form. Why? Because this is all based on the past. The incident was incredibly minor when you get right down to it. And you know what? When it comes right down to it, I know that we're going to have a personality conflict. This person and I are probably never going to be close because we're not. We're both separated by distance. And frankly, we come from very different perspectives on how a lot of things work in this world. That's okay. They're entitled to their perspective. I'm entitled to mine in that respect. None of this is going to impact some greater good or change the world. But in a lot of respects, our best bet is to probably not spend very much time together. And when we're in the same circles, which will happen, we can do so without having to completely and directly interact. What's more is I can take that personal attack and the condescension that upset me and let it continue to bother me and make me think about the past things that trigger me, or I can accept it and move on. And no, this is not easy by any stretch of the imagination, because frankly speaking, this is something that's a hot button for me, and I don't appreciate when somebody talks down to me. Condescension is just a fantastic way to get on my nerves. But of course, the irony to this is that it's also something that I occasionally do to others completely unintentionally. And I know that that partially comes from my position of, hey, I know this thing and I want to share it with you. And in my attempt to share it in a well-meaning way, I will come across as somewhat condescending. This is something that I've taken more and more into consideration, especially in the last few months, because it's really started to make me think about how I approach people and how I do things in my life. All of this ties into the past impacting me here and now. And when it does that, I'm not living in the now because I'm letting that past trauma completely affect what I'm doing and it totally gets in the way. However, I've made very good use of this incident. I used it to write what I felt was actually a very strong blog and it's given me some fuel to really look at some of my own assertions and assumptions and how I approach certain things in this world. So, what this boils down to when it comes to the whole idea of awareness and living in the now is mindset. It's really all about where you are and what you're doing and not your awareness of what's going on around you, but what's going on inside of you. There is nobody but me who can look inside my head and understand what I am thinking, what and how I'm feeling, why I am doing what I'm doing, the intentions behind it, and anything else that's going on. And the only time I can actually do that is now. Here and now is the only real time that is real, and it's the only time that I can impact my life. I can't go back and change the past. I cannot undo the trauma that gets marked by the trigger. I can't undo it. I can't make it go away, but I can know that it's there and know how it causes me to react. Neither can I go back to the beginning of the week when I decided to make my post, when I decided to respond to the response to my post in the way that I did, or anything else. I can't undo any of this. It's happened. And you know what? It's done. There's nothing I can do except learn from it. 
That is something that occurs in the now. Only in the now can you make choices and decisions that will impact your future. They will never, ever impact your past. Know why? Because they can't. The past has come and gone. You cannot go back to it. You can't redo it. I know I'm repeating myself when I say this again and again, but think about it. Can you, in any way, shape, or form, change something you've done in the past? I mean, apart from not doing it now, can you go back and change something? Can you go back and redo something? With everything that's come and gone, can you change anything that's already passed you by? The answer is no. Unfortunately, you just can't. It would be great if we could. And for some people, the notion of being able to move backwards in time and undo certain things would be wonderful. Except you can't. That's just not how anything works. It's not the way the universe works. And anything that you choose to do, you won't know what the outcome is going to be down the line because it's only in the now. Here and now is the only time that is really, truly real. And that's really challenging for some people to accept because, oh my God, our society doesn't even think about the now pretty much ever. We are terrible about being present and not very good about considering this moment. In fact, we're constantly distracting ourselves from it. You know why? Because if we were more aware and more mindful of the now and this moment and just how much power we have, we would be disempowering all kinds of our quote-unquote leaders, various people in business and industry and religion who tell us what's what and how it all goes down. Guess what? When we are empowered, we don't really need them quite as much as we might now. They don't like that. History is riddled with episodes of this happening. Look at all the historic leaders who, in trying to grab more and more power, fell harder when the time came, because eventually people wake up and will empower themselves. Unfortunately, they don't always stay empowered. They get that one moment, have that victory, and then completely forget that everything happened here and now, and that the only time you are truly living and completely capable of being aware is here and now. Living in the now is something that absolutely everybody is capable of, and it's not all that difficult, but it requires something of a detachment from a couple of different things. First, we have to detach from the idea that the past can be changed, that the past is anything more than abject lessons. What we learned back then, or didn't learn, as the case may be, isn't now, it's then, it's past. You can't redo it, undo it, or change it. Conversely, we cannot attach everything to a future happening. How many times have you done something like said, well, after I lose 20 pounds, I'm going to take that vacation. After I make a million dollars, I am going to buy that house. After I do X, when I do Y, once Z is done, I'm going to do that thing. The problem is by attaching the things that you want and desire and would prefer to choose for yourself to either the past that's already gone 
or the future that's not happened yet and, frankly, uncertain, you've left yourself out of position to be mindful and live in the now and make use of this one and only reality and this time that's really, truly real. That's not to say that looking to the future is a bad idea. It's not. And there are certain things that you can't do right at this moment for various reasons. When you've met somebody, fallen in love, and decided to marry them, in a lot of cases, you're not going to do it right the second you say, hey, let's get married. Done. No. By and large, there's going to be something more to it. You're going to plan a date. You're going to set a time. You may do something big. You may do something small. But in very, very few cases will you at that moment go, yes, let's do it right now. When you buy a house, you don't instantly walk in, plunk your money down, and walk out. That's not how it works. There's things that have to occur with regards to mortgages and buying the other person out and lawyers and all this other strange stuff before you get the keys and go, yes, this is my house. These things are part of the process, and they're more connected to the now in how and why they function. So, to best practice living in the now, the first and most important step is mindfulness. Mindfulness is conscious awareness right here and now, in this present moment, of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions. The best way to become mindful of any of these is to ask very simple questions that are not yes-no questions. They're questions that require you to pause and think and consider. But they're super simple questions. They include, how am I? What am I thinking? How am I feeling? What am I feeling? What is the intention behind this thing that I am doing right now? These questions, and especially if you ask them aloud, put you firmly in the now. When you're in the now, you are ultimately aware of the really, truly real reality. With a few exceptions, chances are, right now, you are in a good place. It might not be completely ideal. It might be imperfect. It might be lacking in certain ways from your absolute, utter, perfect ideal. But I would presume that you're probably in a good place. Maybe not great, but good. You are probably not starving. You have somewhere to call home. You've got a device you can listen to me on. That means that you've got a few things. It may not be perfect, but you know what? It's still something, and it's still, in this moment, good. Here's the problem. We live in a consumer society that is fear-based, and we are told to buy, buy, buy consume, spend your money, get those things. You are nothing without having X, Y, or Z. A lot of the fear that is weaponized against us is directly related to this. And living in the now takes the emphasis away from consumerism. It takes things away from the need to compete. It removes us from the rat race in the respect that it's a race. Because realistically, it's not. We're not in competition with one another. We're simply not. That's not how nature works. That's not how the human race works. We're not competing. We have different desires. We have different values and beliefs and goals for our lives. 
because of this universal truth, we're not all competing. We are not in competition. If you're playing around a golf, you're in competition with the other people you're golfing with. Maybe you're playing tennis. You might be in competition with your opponent. But when it comes to the things we do on a day to day basis here and now, we're not in competition. And you know what? Most of us have it fairly decently. Now, that's not to say that there aren't struggles and challenges and all kinds of things that could be better. But one of the best ways to address anything we desire to change is to be in the here and now. That is one of the greatest keys to ultimate awareness. And this is the point of awareness for everyone. It's not recognizing what's without. It's recognizing what's within. It's noticing that we are all capable, empowered, and we can do simply phenomenal things without nearly as much effort as we tend to think it'll take. We have more power within ourselves than most of us even remotely can dream of. Thank you for joining me for Awareness for Everyone and sharing in this exploration of mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other awareness tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Network for hosting my show and to Fima Mahoney, the creator of my cover art. If you're interested in commissioning work from her, you can email her at veinsofink2017 at gmail.com. Please check out her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published books on Amazon. Thank you, and I hope that you are discovering how awareness for everyone begins with you and me and is something we can practice here and now to live to the fullest and improve our life experience.